Welcome to Startup Happy Hour, sponsored by Content Allies. Grab a drink and join us to hear fun and inspirational stories from startup founders and visionaries who are making a positive impact in our communities and learn how you too can turn your new and exciting ideas into reality. Hey everybody, welcome back to Startup Happy Hour. I'm Diana Chen, your host, and I'm here today with my very first design guest. I've got Alexander Petalotov with me. He is the design director and co-founder of Excited Agency. Excited is a digital product design agency. Um, and Alexander has quite the background in design. So I'm very excited to chat with him more about what it's like being a design co-founder, being a design director at a startup company and what brought him here. Hi, Alexander. How, how's it going? It's going well. How are you? I'm doing well. Thanks so much for giving me your time and um, being here today and sharing your story with my listeners. My pleasure. Of course. So uh, first things first, tell me a little bit more about Excited Agency. I know um, it's been almost two years that you've been working on this mm-hmm. project. I've had a look at the website and done a pretty deep dive and it looks super cool. So tell me, how did the idea start up and uh, tell me more about what it is you guys do outside of just being a digital product design agency? Okay. Um, so like every time I need to give an intro about Excited Agency, for me, it's like very, um, very simple. It's like with digital product design agency, we do a design for digital products, like mobile apps, um, SaaS services, web applications, and stuff like that. So like everything that has interfaces and interact, like computer interacting with a human being. Um, so we're working with a lot of different clients. Uh, part of them is startups. So I think it will be interesting to talk about that. Um, some of them are startups that's maybe no longer startups, but just digital products. Um, yeah, so just very, very simple digital product design agency. I like that. Very simple and straightforward. How did you come up with the idea for Excited? Because, you know, obviously there's a lot of, uh, digital product agencies and design agencies out there. Like what, what was the thing that you saw was missing from the other agencies that brought you to, to create Excited? Um, so before that, I was working different software development companies. So like not design agency, but more like product development agencies. Um, so they are all great, but working in different companies, uh, I saw different things that um, I would like to change. I would like to improve. I would like to make different. Um, I, I had this idea and, and maybe a dream to have my my own design agency and um, do my own business. Uh, but uh, the real uh, moment when I decided to do it was with help of my wife. So she is another co-founder. Uh, so it's a family business. Uh, she spent a lot of years working uh, in management in HR. Uh, so she knows really well how to deal with people. Um, I not very good at that point. Uh, so I have a design experience and together we're like bringing the, the good blend of both expertise to, to make it, to make it good. That's awesome that you were able to combine your skills to make this happen. How, how big is your team now? Um, so it, it just eight people. Um, you could say it's a small agency. 
uh, very often when when people describe business or or startup or anything, the the very first metric they do is uh, we're 20 people now, we're 50 people now. So I'm I'm not finding this accurate for everything. So like, uh, well, I had a call with potential client like maybe last week. Uh, and the introduction call about their company was also how they progress with the amount of people they have in it, in their stuff. Um, so like for agency, it's a big deal, but I'm not sure it's a right metric for measuring for product team, for example. So my goal here, uh, what, what I'm trying to say is um, we're not a huge agency, but like our goal is to go more with the quality, not with the quantity right now but maybe it will change. Yeah. Yeah. No, I love that. I think it is easier to manage and ensure quality when you have a smaller team um, because you can ensure, you know, more consistency across the board with the designers that you have on board. Um, So tell me a little bit more about the clients that you work with. I know that you're based in the Ukraine. Do you only work with clients in the Ukraine or do you work with clients globally? We have just one client from Ukraine and I would say, 75% 75% of all clients from United States um, and the rest is Europe and Middle East. Gotcha. And there's obviously a lot of startups that you work with. Do you also work with larger companies? Yeah. So like we have, um, I would say 50-50. So uh, 50, it's a very first stage startups when they go from zero to the product for to the first version. Uh, and another part is uh, companies that's on the market that have their user base that's profitable and uh, you can still call them startups, but I don't know. It's like at a certain point, startups uh, stop being startup and just just a product company. I'm not sure how to measure this this point, but yeah, no, I, I get what you're saying. Um... And do you work with startups and companies from all different industries or do you focus on specific industries? Um, we don't have a specific focus. So like we have all different kind of uh, business domains, but recently that's uh, happens that we have a lot of clients from insurance. Oh, okay. Interesting. So what yeah. sorts of, what's, are you designing apps for them or websites or what sorts of uh, things are you designing for them? Mostly, mostly digital products. So it's either SaaS companies, uh, web applications, mobile applications. So mostly service, we are software. Gotcha. Gotcha. Nice. Um, Cool. So tell me a little bit more about how you got here. Have you always had that entrepreneurial spirit? And um, I know you mentioned that, you know, maybe for a while you thought it would be cool to own your own design agency, but when did that start and how did you go about teaching yourself more of those entrepreneurial skills when you come from a design Mm -hmm. background? Um, before starting Excited Agency, uh, I had another experience being uh, in a business by myself. Um, I co-founded a design school, like offline design school here local in Lviv. Um, so we were working, I guess, for two years and we decided to close it uh, right before COVID happened. 
Um, so it was hard for me to manage both businesses. Um, excited is more excited for me to, to do and uh, design school. Um, it was not that interesting as it was on the start. So um, it was my first experience. We decided to, we went from, from nothing to, um, I don't remember how many different classes we have when we decided to close. I guess it was six uh, at the same time. So we were teaching uh, UX design, graphic design, UI design, uh, business analysis, uh, sketching and stuff like that. Gotcha. And were those two, um, did you teach those to like traditional students or could, did you accept students, you know, from all backgrounds and of all ages and all walks of life? Yeah, it was all ages, all backgrounds. So it depends depends on different classes. So for example, some classes have to, like it's a mandatory for you to have uh, some background to go to this class. Uh, but everything that we were uh, like beginners classes, uh, we didn't have any requirements. And if you want to, te- you want to learn and you want to get knowledge, uh, we're, we're not limiting by, by any requirements. Gotcha. Uh, so c- I guess like comparing that experience with now running Excited, um, what are some of the main differences in- between running those two businesses? Um, okay. Um, I also want to mention that uh, like when I just started, uh, the, the school was called um, Flying Cakes. So when we started Flying Cakes, um, I was thinking about this as like, um, the only way it could go, um, I can just develop and make it better and no way I will close it like someday. Uh, so with, with this first experience, it, I just realized that um, business uh, and startup can go different directions. And sometimes closing the business is a win. Like it's something that you have to do um, and closing this is the right decision. So. Uh, and the difference, I would say, between the excited design school uh, is very different. Um, design school for me was like a side project. So I was still working as my full-time job. Uh, I was teaching one class uh, and I was working with co-founder, managing everything, handling rent, uh, cleaning, uh, finding tutors, finding students, marketing. And during this time, I, I learned a lot from different different areas for myself. So it's very different. And it excited, it's a full-time job. Um, I don't have any backup. Uh, so like the all con- conceptual, uh, I don't know how to say, like how, how you think about this business, it's, it's very different from the first one. Yeah, for sure. I, I can definitely understand that. You brought up an interesting point where you said closing a business isn't always a bad thing. Sometimes it's a good thing. Can you explain more of what you mean by that? So, uh, from just my experience, maybe I'm not. Um, it's it's not a source of truth. Uh, so, for me personally, at some point, I understand that it's not bringing me any uh, pleasure. It's not interesting for me to teach all these classes and to deal with all these problems because. It's all the same. Um, I don't really see how I can change it, how I can go from this small local design school into 
I don't know, some online huge communities that will bring a lot of a lot of value. Uh, so at this point, I understand uh, closing it will give me more time to do stuff that I like, like developing excited, um, working on that because it's more interesting for me, rather than uh, keeping giving resources and time to keep running this business, but it's not giving any any value for me. So at this point, for me, uh, it was better to close it and save my time and energy for something else. For sure. Um, so going back to before you founded Design School or Flying Cakes when it was originally founded, did you have an interest in startups and entrepreneurship before that? Uh, I would say no. Like I'm... Um, so. Some some sort of people like saying, yeah, I, I was entrepreneur from the from childhood. I was selling something at school. Um, I'm. It's not about me. Um, for for a certain time, uh, I didn't have a, a clue what I want to do in this life. Uh, so it's not that something was always in my blood. Or yeah, no, I appreciate your honesty with that because I think. You're right that a lot of founders like to say, oh, yeah, it was baked into my blood. And that's yeah. just not the case for everybody. Um, so when you were starting design school, like what was the thing that charged you to go ahead and start it since you didn't really have that, you know, entrepreneurial bone in your body? Um, I think it was mostly curiosity. It was something new for me. Um, I was in design for a while and day-to-day -day job was it's at some point pretty much the same for like every day and the idea is that i will try something new i will try to i will go and and do some risk and do some extra work uh, this curiosity was was driving me to to put my energy time work on weekends to to make it happen gotcha and before that were you doing design at um at startup companies or were they bigger companies? Um, it was bigger companies like software providers that works, like service providers. When you go to company, you want to build a product. They give you the full cycle. Gotcha. So do you think that you could ever go back to working at a company, like maybe a startup, or do you think you see yourself in this uh, founder role for the long no, term? It's, I, I think it will be hard for me to go back to something like that. Uh, but when we, when we were starting Excited, we had a clear plan that like we, can, we have some amount of money that we have to like for, for a kickstart. Um, and we had an understanding that like we have three months and if we cannot figure it out, how to make it happen. Uh, because like me and my wife don't really have an idea how, how to make it happen. Like we didn't have understanding where we'll get clients, uh, how everything will work. Uh, it was very risky, but at the same time, you know, okay, we have this money, we can survive for three months. If nothing happens, we're closing this down and go back to our work. Um, so it's not a big deal. It's not the end of the world. Uh, but now um, I don't think I... I definitely don't want to go back to, to the day job, uh, but we'll see. Yeah. What does your day-to-day -day look like now as the founder of uh, Excited? And how does that compare to your what your day-to-day -day looks like before when you were just working as a designer at another company? 
Um, right now, I'm really struggling with um, keeping up with my shadow and just make sure I, I do what I want to do during my day job. Uh, because I also respond as a design director, um, I'm responsible for delivery part and production part. Um, so very often um, I can, I spend a lot of time talking with people, with designers, uh, with potential clients, with current clients. Um, and it's very different where I was working a day job. I, I was mostly working, like working, creating designs. So now I'm, uh, now I'm, spending much more time on communication and and managing everything. So it's completely different. For me it's it's very, very different. So I would start I would say I I, I went from senior designer to a, a junior design director. Gotcha. Gotcha. So in the long term, I guess would you would you say your ideal situation is to be able to hand off all of these management tasks to somebody else? and just focus on you know big picture strategy of the business um i don't know we will see yeah now, but... our reason we have an idea is that uh we are having small functional teams that consist with uh design director in charge and design teams that can work on different few projects at the same time um and Ideally, in the future, uh, my role would be to to manage these teams. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay, so going back to your uh, original experience and skill set, which is in design mm-hmm. and specifically in UX and UI design. I know that's you know when when we say design, it, that could mean so many different things, like graphic yeah. design, UI design, UX design. Um, and I know that. UX and UI design is still a relatively new field. Um, so can you speak more to like what what does UX UI design mean as opposed to some more traditional types of design? And uh, just tell the listeners more about like that specific sector. Okay. Um, so I think it's very easy to way to compare graphic design and product design, UX, UI design, uh, or computational design. Uh, so the, the very difference and uh, how they, they different in, uh, so okay, so um, how can you easily explain the difference between graphic design and UX, UI design is graphic design more about uh, visuals, more about static stuff. So like if, if you're creating a poster, it's, uh, you're creating in just once. And for a digital product design, um, you're doing a lot of iterations and you can change small things later. So the, the, very, the main difference is you never uh, will stop doing the job. So it's never done. You always can publish a new update. Uh, you can tweak small things and deliver it to user with no uh, huge efforts. Because if you will take uh, something that is physical, like product develop, um, to like product development not in a digital world, uh, and the, the design part that's responsible for that is industrial design. So if you're creating design for, uh, I don't know, for a laptop, for example, you cannot fix it right away. You created for first version, uh, you designed it, you finished your design, you're delivering to customers, and it's done, and you start working on a second version. 
But with design is very with with digital design, everything is very rapidly changing. So you you can update your final version seven times during next week. And uh, so I think it brings more uh, pressure to designers because you always work with environments that require changes. Um, so you need to handle it. And, and again, feedback um, is also more complex in, in, the, in this design because it's not okay just to handle visual part. You need to understand the technical part of products. You need to understand business and you need to understand users. You need to talk to users. Uh, you're comfortable talking with them, doing research. Uh, so I would say it's more, much more T-shaped person uh, than a traditional designer. Gotcha. gotcha. Like, at the same time, I will disagree with myself because right <laughs> now, uh, all these all this best practices from digital design brings these practices back into graphic design. So if you're working with a, in a marketing area as in a new marketing designer or brand designer, so doing research and uh, uh, taking these insights from, from business and from users and from potential customers, that's what they also do today. So... Yeah, it sounds like a much more well-rounded role than a traditional designer who, you know, people just picture they sit behind a computer and they're on, you know, uh, whatever apps or whatever on their computer and they just draw out things. Getting a little bit more specific into the UX and UI, is there a difference between UX design and UI design? Um, for myself, I don't really like this definition of UX and UI design. Um, so back like years ago, uh, it was a case because, uh, again, UX UI design not exist for like long, long time as graphic design. And when first digital products happens, you need to hire people that will do design for you. And normally, um, you will hire graphic designers and will teach them how to tweak things and uh, how to understand the new the new field. Um, so graphic designer can be easily uh, transformed into UI designer because it's all about the same. It's visuals, it's working with typography, spacing, uh, uh, and things like that. While UX part in the traditional understanding is how information architecture works, how the user flow works, how you can achieve a specific task from a starting point to the end point. Uh, and it takes much more analytical thinking and skills um, rather than just doing graphics. So uh, I guess like back in the days, um, it was cheaper to have UI designer uh, doing visuals and like and UX designer doing just the part that's related to functionality. But right now, um, again, and when I was starting in, in design, we, we, we was working in a Photoshop and it was nightmare and time consuming and, and produce one page or one screen uh, would take much more time because it's just working slowly. It's not designed for doing UX UI design. 
And right now you have all these amazing tools that work fast and designed specifically to give you all tool set to make a great uh, UX UI design really fast with no huge efforts. Um, so um, right now I would say there is no such things as UX designer and UI designer, more common to title them as a product designer. And when you're a product designer, it's a person that's handling most of that. So you as a person, okay to create the functional part, understand the business users, do research, and then create and design prototype visuals and deliver everything to developing. Gotcha. So for somebody who is listening to this and is very interested in becoming a UX, UI designer or a product designer, mm-hmm. um, what would you say, like, how do they go about learning about this field? Because I, I still don't think it's like very popular and very easily accessible out there. How do they go about learning about it and becoming more fluent in this area? Um, like from my experience, I was teaching people uh, UX design. Uh, so I believe the best thing you can do is to find uh, a, a course or um, online or offline um, and go there. So like it will be a person that will save you time and money, maybe just time because <laughs> it will cost something. But it will save you time uh, figuring everything by your own. Somebody will tell you what to do, what steps take, uh, what you need to learn, what you need to do to 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 master your expertise. Uh, but if you don't want to spend time on that, um, it's better to start with just learning tools and understand how to work with Figma, Sketch, whatever. Um, then also understand the digital, like uh, technical part of products, because. Um, and design is done when it's developed. So nobody cares about nice picture uh, if it's impossible to implement. If if you don't know how to um, how your payment workflow that you that you designed will be handled by technical part of a product, uh, it is very hard to work with designs like that. So again, in Excited, the important part for us is to keep everything uh, accordingly with the latest tech. Uh, frameworks, functionality, flows, etc. Uh, so when when you're designing something, you know how to how like you're not supposed to learn to know how to code, but you need to understand on a high level how all the backend, frontend work together, um, and all these different kind of things. So like learn tools, learn technical part, understand what what the digital is. Uh, and then try to recreate uh, other designs that you see. So like you can master just your visual design skills and then you can go to more conceptual things like what makes great user experience great. Yeah, so learning by doing pretty much. Um, yeah. So out- outside of Figma and Sketch, what are some of like the newest um, and greatest tools nowadays that people you know should really learn how to use if they're interested in this um like on a start i think figma is more than enough it's handling visual design screen design prototyping uh, animations even so you can do a lot inside figma uh 
great tool for high fidelity prototyping. So it's when you're taking it to the level when it behaves like a real application. Uh, really great tool is Protopy. Uh, it's more complex than other solutions in the market, but it gives you more flexibility and more power to create uh, very detailed prototypes. Gotcha. Uh, and yeah, and, and I also want to mention Mira uh, because, again, with all the uh, COVID situation, we all stay at home, so we interact with other people remotely. And Mira just gives you ability to perform workshops remotely, which is great. Oh, yeah, nice, nice. Um, is design something that you've always been interested in? I think some people can be intimidated by design because they think that, you know, anything that's like artistic related is something that you are just born innately with this talent or not. Do you agree? Do you think that's true or do you think it's something that can absolutely be learned? No, it's, it's absolutely can be learned. Um, I, I started design with just, um, I was studying university uh, like programming, but I, I wasn't good at that uh, because I don't like, I, I didn't like to study at this time. And the idea is that I will be teaching people in the future, uh, I will never believe in that. Uh, so I was like studying okay, but not so good. And I understand that coding, it's maybe not the thing for me. At some point, uh, one of my friends was doing graphic design, creating some posters, business cards and stuff like that. Um, and I was thinking, okay, it's, looks like interesting maybe i should try so i just downloaded photoshop and i uh, was looking at some watching some tutorials uh, and then uh, i i created few posters for music shows uh local music shows for like the guy i know uh, so i creating him a poster he gave me free enter into the show uh, and one and another like it helps me create some portfolios and I spend some time freelancing as a graphic designer. And then I switched to the UX UI. Gotcha. Gotcha. Very interesting. Yeah. I, I, I think that's right too. And I think, you know, especially nowadays with, um, like it's one thing if you want to become like a traditional artist in the sense of you're becoming a painter or a sculptor or something like that. I think there might be more of that, um, innate artistic skill and talent involved in that. But I, I think for sure, like doing digital design is something that, you know, is that anybody can learn. And that is actually a very, very important and useful skill set to have in this day and age. Uh, one yeah. thing I did want to ask you is, um, so you, you guys are a Ukraine-based company, but you've been able to get 75% of your customers in the U.S., how have you been able to expand globally like that? Um, I don't know. Like we, we working remotely with like before COVID was we were all working in office, but we working remotely with our clients. Um, so a lot of demand for product design in United States, um, and it happens somehow that we have most of our clients in United States. Um, we have a lot of clients that were referred by previous clients and it just rolling and rolling and like that's how it is right now. 
I, I don't yeah. have like a clear, ex- clear explanation uh, because it was never like a goal for us. Okay, we just want to work with U.S. companies. Uh, it just happened, and it works pretty well for us. Uh, we really like work uh, working with United States companies. Uh, it just right now, uh, all that's like top technologies that happening in the world. Uh, most of them in the United States. Yeah, for sure. I just wanted to ask because um, I know I, I've spoken with some founders from companies in Europe and I know their biggest thing is like they want to expand to the US market because there are just so many businesses here and you can get so much more business and make so much more revenue by coming here. So I was just wondering if you had any like actionable tips for other businesses in Europe that wanted to expand to the States. Yeah, I don't know. No, it's it was as as I said, it was never like a goal for us that we are pursuing. So, just happened, um, and that's how it is. For sure, nice. It's happened by by luck, pretty much. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, okay, so tell people who you are outside of work. I'm sure you don't spend a hundred percent of your time working. So when you're not working, what? Who are you? What do you like to do? Um, things like that. Uh, I would say uh, running design agency uh, changed my uh, my hobbies and what I do beside work. Uh, so I do much more work than I was doing before. Uh, I really like music and I really like uh, going and traveling to different concerts. Uh, with all the COVID, I understand that I'm really missing this part. Um, I also snowboarding from time to time. Really passionate about coffee. Love reading. Nice. Is there good snowboarding and good coffee in the Ukraine? Yeah, so like I'm, I live in Lviv. Uh, it's like city with population almost like a million. Uh, I would say nine hundred thousand. Uh, and it always was some kind of legend that it it is city of coffee. And something else, but coffee is one thing. Uh, it's very weird because like coffee not growing here, and uh, it was uh, so like back in the days uh, when Austrians was fighting with Turkey, they took coffee from Turkey in one uh, like I don't know lord or anybody else that was fighting for uh, Austria. Uh, then decided to go back to our city and bring coffee here. Um, so right now with all this third wave of coffee, we have a lot of different uh, cafes and places to drink it. Um, I learned how to make it home by myself during during COVID. So uh, I'm pretty good. Nice. I like it. Do you have a special machine or do you do it the old fashioned way? Uh, no, I'm just doing cuisine mock up pots. Wow. Are things open now, by the way? Like, are cafes open? Yeah, you can, in the you can have no? the COVID. It's everything's everything closed. Open. No, everything oh, oh. is open. Oh. Like, I think it's very different from the United States. Yeah. I think here, you know, it really depends. Like, it's, it's, it's a, weird country right because it's so big and we have so many different parts and um each part of the u.s really has quite a distinct culture Mm -hmm. and so sometimes when i travel to certain states within my own country 
I feel I can feel more of a culture shock than when I travel to a different cu country, you know. So I, I think okay. that's the interesting part. But yeah, it's really across the board in the U.S. Some states are wide open and have been wide mm -hmm. open for a while. Others are still uh, more closed. Um, so I think yeah, it's there's a pretty big spectrum here. Uh, yeah. So I'm, I'm trying to I'm trying to sit at home, not go to different places. But uh, it's like I was thinking, OK, like we in Ukraine, nobody cares about quarantine. Everybody is going to restaurants, uh, uh, other places, uh, parties and stuff like that. But um, recently I was traveling to Croatia and uh, I saw on television that they had a meeting against COVID with huge amount of people. Uh, and also like other, like we were going to some national parks and guy on entry said that like COVID does not exist. But I was thinking, okay, maybe, maybe it's a, a whole world thing, not just, not just we are. Yeah, there are people all around the world that there are definitely people in the US that believe that. And um, I was just in Toronto, Canada last week and there was a protest, like there was a group of people gathered outside in the plaza and it was a protest and I, I was like wondering what the protest was about so I got closer and looked and it was the just like the people that you described like people that yeah. don't believe COVID is real you know people had signs that said free hugs like nobody was wearing a mask people were just like and people brought their kids to these things too like it, it was yeah it was it was wild but there's people like this in I think every country around the world yeah yeah probably yeah. Okay. So if you have one, just one piece of advice to give to somebody uh, who's just starting out on this path of design and entrepreneurship, you know, maybe some advice for yourself 10 years ago, what would be your number one piece of advice for them? Um, for, for me, I think um, I would, I would go to the company, uh, like to other design agency. Uh, like some great place where I can can learn some stuff from from founders, from people who are running this, uh, and again for for other people that are trying to to start their own service business, uh, you need to spend some time like mastering and and seeing how other people making mistakes, so you, you know these mistakes and you will not do them on your own. So you just, just get experience first and uh, then you can do whatever you want. Yeah, I like that. I like that piece of advice a lot. So before you go, I like to always end each podcast with a quick game with my podcast guests. And so I've got two games that we can play if you're up for it. We have the this or that game, and then we have the word association game, and we can play whichever one you prefer. Okay, what, and what's the difference between them? So this or that, I will say A or B, and you tell me which one you prefer. And then the word association game, I'm going to say one word, and you tell me the first word that comes to mind when you hear that. And both okay. of these are super fast, rapid fire, no okay. explanation needed or anything like that. Okay, let's, let's go with the first one. The first one, this or that. Okay, cool. So I've got 10 sets of words. I'm going to mm -hmm. say A or B, and you just tell me which one you're going to pick. Okay. So first one, plane or train? Uh, plane. Hot or cold? Cold. Night or day? Day. 
Beach or mountain? Both. <laughs> That's not an option. <laughs> okay, let's be beach. Yeah, I will. I'm, I'm surprised because you said one of your main hobbies is snowboarding. I thought that was an easy one for you. Yeah, that's why I, I, I said both. <laughs> There you go. Okay. Coffee or tea? Well, this one's obvious now. Yeah, I would have been surprised if you said tea. Um, freedom or stability? Freedom. Time or money? Time. Product or service? Service. Past or future? Future. Work or play? Work. Okay, that's it. Congratulations, you've completed the this or that game. All right, so go ahead and tell people where they can find you if they want to learn more about Excited um, or if they want to chat more with you, maybe get some advice from you about you know their design career and stuff. How, how can they find you and reach out to you? Uh, just go to excited.agency and there you can find our Instagram account and you can also write us email uh, and you can find me tagged on some photos on Instagram as well. I'm not that active there, but excited that agency and uh, there you can find the ways to contact us. You also have a chat bot on the website uh, where I can answer any questions. Nice. Great. You are the chat bot. That's, I feel like that's a behind the scenes secret not, that's been not, revealed. Not just, not just me, but yeah, I am the one also who is responding to that. Nice. All right. Well, thanks so much, Alexander, for being here and sharing your story. I'm so excited to finally have had a design guest on so that all, all my listeners interested in design can finally have something that they're excited about. And hopefully everybody will go check out Excited Agency. It's excited.agency again. We'll also put that in the show notes. Uh, thanks, Alexander. Thanks for having me. Of course. Yeah, yeah. We'll chat soon. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Startup Happy Hour, sponsored by Content Allies. If something we said today resonated with you, please share our episode on social media and sign up for our email list at startuphappyhourpodcast.com. Happy Hour doesn't have to end just because this episode is over. Continue the conversation with us at startuphappyhourpodcast.com or on Instagram at startuphappyhour.com.